And uh, for the recording, Matet will uh, briefly summarize your question for being on the tape so that whoever listens to the recordings will have some idea of what the answer is about. And uh, Sayadaw has asked Alexis to uh, take pictures of the hall scene here. So it's just for Sayadaw, so you won't be on anybody's Facebook page. Well, maybe maybe his, but <laughs> you can look.
ถ้าเราโฟกัสลงมาไม่ลุกดาวมาอูอาชอกให้นะเนาะโหพี่ขึ้นมาตื่นยังนี้ตื่นเสียๆมั้ยถ้ากระทั่งกระเต็มไปอ
may be thinking. And he says, if you find that you're also aware of thinking in the mind, please don't think that the mind is wandering oh. away. Focus on show like you. I don't need a mirror. Do show like you. Are you on a poche? So, if any of you are used to doing a practice where you press your attention on an object or or lean into an object a lot, then if you lean out a bit, you defocus a little bit to just um, to where you're knowing it clearly, but not necessarily putting a lot of energy, you will find that you know other objects in your experience. And some of these objects may be thoughts. And he says, when you recognize that there's thinking happening in the mind, to not think that the mind has started getting distracted or wandering. Yeah? Um, the purpose of meditation is to know what is truly happening in the mind as it is. And this is what is happening naturally in the mind. When you don't focus too much, then there is a natural recognition of all the many processes that sort of arise in the mind. And the goal of the practice is really to know what is happening as it arises and not to calm the mind down. Yep, he's not interested in you practicing in order to become calmer or quieter. Yep. Although, um, logically speaking, if there's right view, you're patient, you're practicing steadily, that's just a natural byproduct. That isn't necessarily the goal. It may be there or it may not be there, it doesn't matter. The goal is to recognize the true experience you're having in every moment. So, to extrapolate from my last, what I just said last, that the goal is to, to be aware. He says we need to appreciate that we are aware. We sorely lack um, the appreciation or the knowledge that if we are aware, that's good enough. That's exactly what we are here to do. And if you're knowing something, that the recognition should be that, oh, there is awareness, even though it may be very unpleasant or very pleasant. There is awareness. Pleasant object, unpleasant object. Awareness, she never so pleasant, something pleasant is an object. Something unpleasant is also an object. You are aware. That's all that's important for you. You are aware, regardless of whether it's pleasant or unpleasant. Why am I the awareness aware? What you are cultivating in the practice is the awareness, is the recognizing that there is awareness being brought to every moment. Whether it's unpleasant or pleasant for you, you still remain aware. You're still present. You're experiencing it. You know it. Mm. Yeah. To just recognize that the mind is thinking or even agitated, that's not difficult because we're so aware of it, aren't we? It's like, oh, the mind doesn't feel, the mind feels restless or agitated. 
you already know it. You already recognize it, so there is awareness. To try to make that restlessness go away, that takes energy. Then you'll be efforting. You'll be doing something. So if you see thoughts and you think, how should I observe this so that it will stop thinking? Yes, you start to put in energy. You start to plan and create. But if it's just to recognize that, yes, there's thinking, and obviously I'm aware of it. Obviously, awareness is still here. To appreciate that awareness is still present. So, if every time you, there's a thought, or if, if as you are thinking, you're not, only, you're not only thinking, you're also clearly aware that you're aware of the thinking, the process, then you're aware. So, you want to recognize that if you're aware every time, of whatever comes up. That's your job being done. The only trouble is if you're lost in thought and you're not aware you're thinking. Yeah, then you're lost in thought. Of course, okay, when, you, when you're aware, it's fine. Don't regret it. But if you're aware that you're thinking, that's fine. Because there is awareness. <coughs> When we use the term wandering mind, he says it's when we're lost in thought. We don't know there's thinking. We don't know anything. We're just in the, in the, in the ruminations of the mind. He says then, yes, there's no awareness. But if you're aware that there is thinking, aware the mind is thinking, you're not wandering. You're aware of thinking. Yes? Yeah, okay. So. Yeah. Okay, questions. Side note, it, it, it seems to me that during the day as I'm practicing, um, the mind could be with one object for some time, whether it's the posture or the breath. The mind can be more open with different objects coming and going. And the mind can also be, as you're encouraging, recognizing that it's aware and and checking the quality of that awareness. Is there wanting or aversion? I'm curious, are you encouraging us to use any one of those modes of practice more than the other, or simply to allow the attention to move between them as is natural. So the question is, I have to repeat, the question is whether um, it's okay to allow... Repeat the question. Recording a trip. Okay. That's a real question. So the question is about, and you also get to know whether I understand what you said. <laughs> Uh, so the question is about whether um, whether it's okay for the mind to settle on one object if it happens naturally and stay on that. And sometimes if the mind is, in, uh, uh, is having a broader view and knowing several objects at the same time and it feels that's natural, if it's okay to be that way, or if it's okay to just let the mind choose itself, whatever is most natural in the moment. Or yeah. if the other thing 
seems there's an option for the mind to simply know awareness. And its quality, yes. And its quality. Yeah. And I have to repeat that. <laughs> and if it's okay for the mind to simply know the, that awareness is present and to check its quality. Yeah. Yes? You mean, อายุตะคุบะมาเนี่ยอายุตะคุบะดาวๆเนี่ยตะคาตะเลเลสิกกะปูเจบรออายุนี้โหติดีติติเลยตะคาตะเลตูสิกกะติเนี่ยมันติเ
เซ็งกับบาลูนเอาตัวเลยเอ้ยนี่บาลูนไม่ใช่ตาบาลูนไม่ใช่ตาพี่พี่เจนไอ้เราไปอินเวสกิโลบ่เปียวตาไอ้ค
um, first of all, what, why, what pushes the mind to look at that particular object? What is the motivation for looking? And then having looked, what then arises in the mind? What reaction does the mind have to what it is looking at? So she can investigate that. Um, in, seeing, in seeing, he said, there is the passive seeing, which is like a function. He says, and there is the knowing that they're seeing. If you can actually see the difference, it will, it's better. Hmm. Question for everybody. Do you see because you look or do you look because you can see? Or if you put it in English, if you, are you able to look because you can see? Or are you able to see because you can look? Or are you able to see because you are looking? Yeah. เราไม่รู้จีดาตบาวะจะตาเนี่ยบาเนี่ยมันติบีมาจีเทอะกูจีเจเนี่ยกูจีเจอืมจีรู้มีเนโซยินตัวโลบะกะจีตะเพียนโ
ไปเฉยนี่มาตู่ลุชาติเนี่ยตัวไปเฉยนี่มาตู่ลุชาติเนี่ยตัวไปเฉยนี่มาตู่ลุชาติเนี่ยตัวไปเฉยนี่มาต
intuition or mm. movement towards you know, thinking as though that is where the mind wants uh, well, to, to go. So the question is, is it more skillful to go towards the awareness and actually try to make an effort to know the awareness more, whether there's a greed element in it or not? Yes. Okay. ตีเรสิกโปติโบโจซามล่ะแต่แม้ตู้ไม่ก็อ่ะบลูเลสรอเนเน่ลอบปะปาตะโลเบโหตีเรแพ็คโกมะมะท้าไหนอ่องโลโ
So these feelings reflect to you the emotion or the defilement that is present. So that's how you can feeling blue You can make that part of your practice that every time you experience something externally or internally, you check to see how you're feeling, what your mind's reaction is towards it, whether positive or negative. Yes. Pleasant and unpleasant is a generalization of all feelings. So, like fear or attraction, fear could be unpleasant and attraction could be pleasant. Or sometimes some people find fear attractive. And, and um, so, you know, whichever way you look at it, it's what you're, you have to recognize the feeling in your own experience. Do up your so it's all in I mean any of it is is open to investigation yeah you can feeling Number five, it's answered. Number, can I just do? Speak of seeing and looking. Did you say that looking is something we do with the mind, whereas seeing is something we do with the eyes, and so a blind person could look with their mind. Hmm. Mm, that's already languaging. Um, it's not to do with the actual physical realities. Um, uh, sorry, I have to repeat the question. <laughs> so um, you said with looking and seeing. Yes, yes. No, I just need to repeat your question for the recording. Yes. Is looking something we do more with our mind? Well, seeing is something that's done with the eyes. So, your premises would. So, would a blind person then be able to look, because it's a movement of the mind? Chira nemienau, pure tematua. Chira se ayun pura sura. Miena chara miasi alolo dare. Ero. มีนตีดาบ่มีนาวตีดาสวยมีเสียอะไรตะสิมีมันตีดาอย่าเออไอ้ก็คอนชัสเนสปามามีนาปามาคอนชัสเนสมันปามีนาลูกเปียวเนี
So So when the vision that is that is the eyes picture, the eyes um, what the eye takes in, the sense contact, and and that is known by the consciousness. That's called seeing, seeing consciousness. He says a similar analogy in hearing, and with hearing it's slightly easier to understand because sound is the object. In seeing, we call the object sight, but we often get mixed up with the concepts. Sound is the object, and he says when we know sound, we're conscious of sound through the ear, that's called hearing consciousness. That's called hearing. So the similarity. But he says when your question comes to the point of whether a blind person can look because it's a movement of mind, he says, of course, the, a blind person can aspire to look, but because a, a blind person cannot see, at least that looking through the eyes cannot happen, that consciousness of sight cannot happen for that blind person. Yeah? <coughs> <coughs> Concentrate, focus louder. Are you music at the same focus louder? Chica, not on it. See it, quality to do it. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention to do it. Yeah. Do have a quality. Yeah. <coughs> he wants you all to try and understand this. So we'll start with just paying attention. You use your mind to pay attention to something. For example, now if you pay attention to a sensation in the body, you can see that movement of mind. You feel a sensation in the body. Now, if you will bring that same attention to listen to something, so you bring your attention, and maybe like if I bring my attention, I can hear something. There's a buzzing in the room. So you brought your attention to your hearing, your listening. Yes, you brought your attention to the hearing. And then he says, with seeing that same movement of mind, he says it's like maybe if you all close your eyes and then there is a sound and then you want to know where that sound is coming from, he says you might want to look. But if you don't open your eyes, you won't be able to look to see what made that, you know, you won't be able to look to see what it was. I say but of course, the desire to look can arise. But so long as your eyes are not open, you cannot see. Yes? So, but they're all a similar quality of paying attention to what is already in that range of experience. So, in seeing, you're able to look at something. In hearing, you're able to listen to something. And in your experience, you're able to pay attention to something. <laughs> he says, this may have happened to all of you in some way or another, maybe a similar... So, so. so he says, in Burma, for example, there are coconut trees. And it's not unusual for... Uh, you know, for you to for a yogi to hear a coconut fall to the ground, and then instantly a picture of someone 
you know, hanging onto the coconut tree might arise in the mind. Because instantly when we hear something and we recognize what that sound represents, the mind then creates an image of, of what that sound is associated with. So again, he's illustrating this, this fact that the mind pays attention. So in this case, what it's done is it, it, it's heard something that it may not be known exactly, factually, what it is, but the mind, when it wants to know, then it brings its attention to an image that it creates for itself and then, you know, it, it has already created a, a picture for itself to interpret the Yeah, so whether it's factually real or not, the mind always wants to know and then it brings its attention and when it doesn't know factually, it can bring up images that it brings its attention to, to interpret its experience. Okay. No. Time's up. Oh. The cool you all How to do? Let's take a break now. Yeah, nine, 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 nine. Go night, ten Okay, he said during the interview then. Sorry. The demon and then the type here. It's a bit tight this morning because he's got an interview at half nine. Yeah. Okay.